हे फ्रेंड्स वेलकम टू द सेवेंथ एपिसोड ऑफ द अमन सिंह शो फ्रेंड्स रिसेंटली देर वॉज अ ग्रेट डेवलपमेंट सीन इन द स्टेट ऑफ सॉरी यूनियन टेरिटरी ऑफ जम्मू एंड कश्मीर रिसेंटली इन 2021 थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी वन एज पर द ऑफिशियल फिगर्स दिन टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी वन हाइएस्ट एवर इन दी हिस्ट्री ऑफ जम्मू एंड कश्मीर एंड मोर प्रोमिनेंटली आफ्टर द एब्रोगेशन ऑफ द कॉन्ट्रोवर्शियल आर्टिकल थ्री सेवेंटी एंड थर्टी फाइव ए विच वॉज डन ऑन ऑगस्ट फाइव बाय ऑगस्ट फाइव टू थाउजेंड नाइनटीन बाय द यूनियन गवर्नमेंट ऑफ इंडिया फ्रेंड्स आई वुड बी टॉकिंग इन दिस एपिसोड अबाउट द जम्मू एंड कश्मीर स्टोरी कवरिंग from the independence um, even before the somewhat independence events uh, talking about some the ruler, rulers till uh, the independence of the jammu and kashmir after that talking about the uh, how the article 370 and 35a were implemented the provisions in article 370 and 35a after that the problems which the jammu and kashmir faced and the present situation of our jammu and kashmir which is the integral part of our country so friends without wasting time let's begin friends if we talk about the rulers of the modern day jammu and kashmir i would be talking about the 19th century 18th or 19th century friends when the maharaja uh, ranjit singh was the rural of ruler of the punjab region which covered almost uh, a lot of area of the pakistan modern day punjab himachal pradesh and even areas of jammu and kashmir then military commander gulab singh of maharaja ranjit singh he was made the ruler of jammu and kashmir and he was a dogra so from that time itself the modern day jammu and kashmir has been under the control of the dogra dynasty and we all know very well after that the dogra dynasty continued uh, when it is a very common fact that everyone knows who was the ruler of jammu and kashmir uh, the maharaja uh, hari singh at the time of independence so many of us uh, come to uh, question that uh, even after being a majority of around 77% of population of muslim at the time of independence there was a hindu king so this was the main reason that it was gifted uh, to gulab singh by maharaja ranjit singh so there onwards Uh, the rulers uh, the jammu and kashmir was ruled by the dogra dynasty which was uh, who were hindus so this was the main reason behind it friends friends if i talk about the independence we all know very well sir cyril redcliff divided india into two parts uh, of, of of the 652 provinces many of them opted to join pakistan in the western parts many of them opted to join east uh, pakistan that was also the part of pakistan itself and many uh, the majorly the hindu dominated states joined india friends if we talk about the jammu and kashmir the jammu and kashmir under maharaja hari singh opted to remain a sovereign country neutral from both of them but at that point of time maharaja hari singh made a stand still agreement under that agreement uh, the main provision was the free movement of goods and people 
across jammu and kashmir from pakistan and india as well pakistan although signed it and under that agreement uh, um, a, a train was also started from rawalpindi to jammu and kashmir but india didn't signed it and opted to for a wait and watch policy friends soon after the independence of the both the countries on august 14 pakistan became independent on august 15 india became independent friends from that time itself it was the pakistan's main focus to get control over the jammu and kashmir the main reason that why pakistan wanted to capture jammu and kashmir it can be that uh, the jammu and kashmir was a muslim dominated area and it was ruled by a hindu king that can be one of the main reason the second reason as per the reports is said that the western jammu and kashmir pathans were against the decision of maharaja hari singh and wanted to be a part of pakistan or again being a muslim majority area so in october 1947 even after signing the stand still agreement by maharaja hari singh pakistan stopped the rawalpindi express and azad kashmir forces mainly the kashmiri pathans uh, was supported by the pakistan uh, army and invaded the jammu and kashmir and within a short interval of time they took control of a great territory of jammu and kashmir even they were able to reach simla and were about to reach the ladakh region itself also so friends even uh, immediately after it the jammu and kashmir ruler maharaja harij singh and his coordinator sheikh abdullah reached the indian government for supporting jammu and kashmir to defend it against the invasion of azad kashmir forces friends as per the international law any army uh, cannot uh, be sent to the uh, like as per the un law any army cannot be sent to another country until or unless the country has is a part the until or unless the other country is a part of the parent country it was the law at that time so first of all the formal accession of jammu and kashmir was done Uh, in the new delhi uh, by the maharaja hari singh and after that us uh, after that uh, indian army invaded the jammu and kashmir and liberated the jammu and kashmir by pushing azad kashmir forces to the present line of control mainly the gilgit baltistan was remaining out of control of indian forces at that time friends immediately after it the uh, when the jammu and kashmir started to become stabilized the indian government adopted resolution like the sheikh abdullah was made interim uh, coordinator of jammu and kashmir territory and article 370 and 35a were made uh, provision uh, in by amendment in indian constitution in which jammu and kashmir was provided special rights and privileges under the article 370 and 35a friends if i talk about article 3 uh, 35a it gives or empowers the state legislature 
टू डिटरमाइन द परमानेंट रेजिडेंट्स ऑफ द जम्मू एंड कश्मीर टू प्रोवाइड दैम ऑल द प्रिविलेजेस व्हिच आर प्रोवाइडेड टू देम बाय द स्टेट गवर्नमेंट एंड द नॉन जम्मू एंड कश्मीर सिटीजन इवन इंक्लूडिंग द इंडियन सिटीजन्स ऑफ अदर स्टेट्स आर नॉट अलाउड टू गेट द सिटीजनशिप ऑफ जम्मू एंड कश्मीर एंड वेरियस अदर प्रॉपर्टी एंड बिजनेस प्रिविलेजेस which you all know very well because it's a very common fact and everyone knows about it who follows somewhat news friends if i talk about article 370 in a general way the main provision was it empowers the state of jammu and kashmir to adopt its own flag uh, amend its own constitution and accept defense communication foreign affairs to make any other administrative changes or any other work the parliament of india need the concurrence of uh, con- the concurrence or uh, permission of state legislature to make any type of changes except defense communication and foreign affairs from a broad way we can say that uh, these are the provisions which are mentioned in article 370 moreover it without uh, until or unless the external aggression is not there uh, even if there are uh, internal destabilization the at that time also the president rule cannot be enacted so these are the main provisions uh, which are imp- which have empowered the state of jammu and kashmir under these uh, two articles so this was all uh, about these two articles in a nutshell friends friends if i move to uh, after that uh, we all know friends uh, very well that pakistan has fought four wars with india 47 65 71 99 in all those four wars jammu and kashmir uh, in all those four wars the pakistan was defeated and pakistan knows very well that it cannot defeat india directly so it started to uh, adopt a new policy Uh, under the ISI inter services intelligence uh, counterpart to ro intelligence agency of our country under the ISI's new motive uh, the motive is to bleed india with thousand cuts by leading proxy wars to destabilize the region of jammu and kashmir and highlight it in the international forums that how indian forces or indian uh, government is Uh, destabilizing the jammu and kashmir region by getting benefit of those proxy wars and highlighting that india is not a good uh, is not a good coordinator of jammu and kashmir and it should be uh, make uh, made a part of pakistan so friends under that strategy to bleed india with thousand cuts various uh, the various terrorist outfit outfits started to emerge in the pakistan with the support of pakistan army and pakistan's isi friends if i talk about major terrorist organization uh, first of all is uh, first of all is jaise muhammad uh, which was founded by masood azhar in the 1990s itself its main aim is again to increase the radicalization of the youth of jammu and kashmir and also uh, preparing troops 
and or the terrorists not the troops and uh, the terrorist to destabilize the region of jammu and kashmir by leading uh, in jammu uh, by leading to destabilize jammu and kashmir and not even jammu and kashmir its main focus has been to destabilize indian uh, region itself the major attack by this terrorist organization has been the 2007 uh, mumbai attacks and uh, the 1999 uh, uh, sorry not 99 2001 parliament attack these are the uh, considered the main uh, terrorist attack which are by the jaise muhammad friends if i talk about another terrorist outfit which is laskare taiba which was founded by hafiz said in the year around 1998 or 99 uh, as per the reports the main attacks by this terrorist organization were nine, uh, were 2001 parliament attack with collaboration of jaise muhammad uh, the 2017 mumbai attack uh, with collaboration of jaise muhammad the 2019 Pulwama attack was also with the support of Laskar-e-Taiba and we see various small small attacks uh, in the like Pathan court uh, Punjab it was seen in 2016 and various other very small small uh, terrorist attack which was mitigated by the Indian intelligence these were also the un- by the Laskar-e-Taiba and it is considered the strongest opponent at the point at this point of time by the india uh, against india so friends uh, these are the major two terrorist organization which are supported by isi and focusing on proxy war to destabilize india friends other terrorist organization is indian mujahideen which runs in indian itself which recruits terrorist uh, youth from jammu and kashmir and de- and radicalize them to fight against the indian armed forces to liberate the jammu and kashmir and under their so called uh, name of jihad this is also supported by the isi and pakistan army the funding of it is done by it and not even this friends if i talk about another aspect away from jammu and kashmir the pakistan army and isi not only focus on the terrorist organization against jammu and kashmir but also it supports other events like uh, khalistan movement which is not supported by the peace loving sikhs because they consider themselves as the part of india but there are various khalistan uh, organization like the the major one is khalistan liberation front which runs mainly in the west and pakistan that too is supported by pakistan the various uh, fake propagandas are done by the pakistan to support khalistan movement continuously by letting it in the news to destabilize the punjab region which is also very sensitive region uh, from a very early time we have seen a decade long militancy in punjab that were the dark years of the punjab at that time so friends moving again to jammu and kashmir so friends as i mentioned er, um, earlier with the proxy war in the 1990s the uh, major militancy in jammu and kashmir was was seen in which various kashmiri pandits had to were killed and they had to flee away from jammu and kashmir valley because they were killed by the radicalized those uh, those radicalized terrorists and making it 
completely a muslim state and to liberate it from india and make it a part of uh, pakistan so friends this was uh, about the uh, jammu and kashmir uh, destabilizing story uh, friends the major issue uh, like we all know on august 5 2019 the indian government uh, abrogated article 370 and 35a so friends let's first know that what are the main reasons that why it was abrogated from a general point of view friends we can see clearly under these articles it was very much difficult for the indian government to intervene the affairs of jammu and kashmir which was very critical to stabilize it and one of the main reason that why jammu and kashmir was destabilized this was also the one of the main reason because indian government was not able to act effectively to stabilize it against those infiltrations and militancy because uh, it can't be it because it was a proxy war so it can't be considered an external aggression and that is why by implementing president's rule we can't uh, the indian government can't uh, focus effectively on jammu and kashmir stabilization friends the second major thing is as we all know in these uh, years of destabilization of jammu and kashmir the poverty and unemployment rate and the youth was youth or people of the jammu and kashmir were getting disturbed to a great extent they were not getting the basic facilities itself there there were various reasons which were not even able to get uh, like internet connectivity and other things because it was very difficult for the parliament to make changes in jammu and kashmir administration just because of those article 370 and 35a privileges so these were the major uh, two reasons which i think uh, which uh, i think that took uh, or pushed the indian government to abrogate article 370 and 35a friends most people say that there have been no benefit of uh, abrogation of article 370 and 35a friends these are just uh, the so called liberals of our country which continuously speak against the um, steps taken by the present indian government and even some uh, uh, even pakistan also is tries to again uh, tries to highlight the abrogation of article 370 and 35a recently in the meeting in december uh, of the organization of islamic country uh, that uh, was in islamabad in that meeting to pakistan highlighted the jammu and kashmir uh, issue again so friends uh, it was if we see after the abrogation of article 370 and 35a indian government is very much effective by making the like presidential rule or the rule of the governor who is the interim uh, the lieutenant uh, the, as they are the union territory so the lieutenant government governor is acting as the chief minister we can say from a general point of view of the jammu and kashmir so indian government is very much active the defense forces are very much effective although in the starting days the curfew was imposed but it was very important for us to not let any de, uh, any radicalization go against india so friends after these uh, steps taken by the indian government we can see the uh, 
decreasing attacks against the civilians of Jammu and Kashmir and the packages uh, like recently uh, in the last year the union uh, government of india uh, made a project of around rupees 45000 crores to which would uh, employ which would provide employment around people of jammu and kashmir to 1.5 million people of jammu and kashmir and also friends as we see the rise in tourism in jammu and kashmir and various infrastructure uh, projects which are also to be taken in jammu and kashmir friends the second thing is after the proper stabilization the jammu and kashmir statehood will also be provided to it again as recently delimitation process was com- uh, completed and in the near future we would see uh, jammu and kashmir again moving to a statehood uh, from a union territory which is uh, highlighted by western media to a great extent that it is no more a statehood and all blaming indian government but they don't say that yes what are the objectives of the indian government and present situation they just make fake propaganda against india so friends after the abrogation of article 37 and 35a we saw a great improvement in the stabilization of jammu and kashmir and the rate of infiltration and militancy has decreased to a great extent and we have been able to curb the jammu and kashmir disturbance to a great extent and also friend recently uh, our indian army chief as under the operation meghdoot we conquered the siachen glacier which is sandwiched between aksai chin and the pok friends uh, as we all know at that time as pakistan was sending a lot of trackers to the siachen glacier and trying to get uh, was trying to get claim of the siachen glacier and you would be surprised to know the western countries uh, precisely the us had also supported and acknowledged the pakistan uh, pakistan's uh, pakistan's resemblance of siachen glacier but friends immediately under the operation meghdoot as it was the part of india uh, in- indian army conquered the uh, siachen glacier and from that time too we have seen that uh, it is under the direct control of our armed uh, indian army friends recently demilitarization of the uh, siachen glacier uh, is also to start soon because it is very important uh, as both country have acknowledged this thing that uh, for the stabilization of the region the number of uh, tourists are increasing so these are the some critical step which are taken by indian government are the main reason that why uh, the tourists and economy of the jammu and kashmir is seeing some good improvements so that was also a good step taken by the uh, indian armed indian army friends so friends this was all which i tried to provide you the best knowledge as whatever i know about the jammu and kashmir and uh, thank you so much friends for listening and staying tuned with uh, my episodes and at the end jai hind and stay tuned for the further episodes thank you